Hey, check this out. In less than 12 months, today's guest slashed his wages bill by 90%, 9-0. He increased turnover by 21%, and he's now living the La Vida Loca. Yeah, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show, where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead, now here's your host, Mr. Tim G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing. And I tell you what, by you listening to today's episode, you will be doing that by the very end. You will have the resourcefulness the motivation and the inspiration to do it. We are lovingly brought to you today by the good folk at NetRegistry who get your online marketing sorted and 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace where you're guaranteed to get a design you'll love. Big show today. I want to launch right into it. I'm busting for you to get this information inside your business brain. I have a chat with past guest David Warren. I call him Mr. Inspirational. He owns Sydney Tall Ships and what he's done with that business, him and his wife, in the last 12 months is nothing short of incredible. I share a fun marketing quote that involves that very good dance called the cha-cha, which I've never done. And that's pretty much it. There is no room for any more marketing gold than that inside this episode. So let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reed. that's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. Hey, before we launch into my fireside chat with David Warren, a reminder to all listeners, if you haven't joined the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, there is a price increase this Friday, August 14, at midnight. It's going from 49 bucks a month to 69 bucks a month. If you join now, you will have that $49 monthly fee, membership fee forever. Uh, But if you join after that, it's going to go up a bit. But there is massive value in there. I won't go on about it. I just wanted to remind you, come inside the inner circle of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. Join me, ask me your marketing questions and get your marketing sorted because that's just what we do in there and you've got to be part of it if you are a motivated business owner. And I know you are. Head over to crankmymarketing.com. Support for this show comes from NetRegistry, a one-stop shop for getting your online marketing sorted. Verity Ma, their chief marketing officer, recently told me this story of a very happy mechanic. So one of my favourite stories of customers that I heard was a salesperson was talking to a mechanic and he was talking about what sort of email he would like to have and what kind of hosting, whether he wants cloud or cPanel hosting. And the mechanic just said, look, I don't care, build my website, here's my phone number, make my phone ring and send me the bill. And that was the last we heard of him. He didn't provide us content. He didn't provide us any details about his business. We had his contact details. We wrote all the content and we just got his phone ringing and sent him the bell. Net Registry, where happy mechanics go to grow their business online. Visit netregistry.com.au or give them a buzz on 1300 638 734. And tell them Timbo sent you. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. 
Support for this show also comes from 99designs, where dozens of designers compete to deliver a fast, affordable design you'll love. Speaking of love, their big cheese, Patrick Llewellyn, recently compared 99designs to a dating site. We really think of contests almost like the dating paradigm. You go to a nightclub, it's noisy, there's a lot of people to meet, you get to meet a lot of people, and if you're lucky, you know, at the end of that process, you might meet someone, right? And then you go on and and, and have dates. And so a contest is kind of like that paradigm. You put up your proposal, lots of designers submit their ideas, and then you start to whittle down to a few of the ones that really resonate with you. And then ultimately, you pick one of them. And once you've picked that one designer, the chances of you going on to work with that designer to get other things designed is actually very high. 99 Designs, where love is in the air. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Okay, let's get stuck in to today's guest, David Warren, Sydney Tall Ships. He first appeared on this show in episode 157 where he told us this amazing story of where he nearly pretty much went bust and came back from the brink and created an amazing business of the Sydney Tall Ships. It's basically the six uh, tall ships that you see out on Sydney Harbour. That's David's businesses. That's David's business. Now, here's what he has done since. The cost of running that business drove him absolutely nuts. It's, it's expensive to run businesses in Australia. So he moved the business and the family to the Philippines, not the ships, but the back office of that business and all the marketing that goes along with it. He's moved it to the Philippines. And as I said at the top of the show, he's reduced his wages bill by 90%, increased turnover by 21% in less than 12 months. Now, listen in as David explains how he and his wife, Alison, did it. But this is not an interview about moving to the Philippines, right? This is an interview that acknowledges that once and for all that there's a global economy out there that business owners of all sizes can take advantage of. You hear me say it, there's never been a better time to market and run a small business, a business of any size. Well, this is absolute confirmation of it. Now, hang around after this interview as I will announce some tour dates where you can join David in the Philippines on a three-day behind-the-scenes look of how you can do exactly what he's done. And in fact, I'll be going on one of those dates uh, in a couple of months' time. And I encourage you to join me. Uh, three days, you got to, I know, three days out of your business, but like I said last week, you got to take a break. you got to get out of your comfort zone. More on that after the show, after the interview, I should say. I started off by asking David, what's his favourite Filipino food? <laughs> it's pretty easy to answer, Timo. That's the um, ribs, pork ribs, <laughs> pork ribs with barbecue sauce. So, so, sorry, are, are you in uh, Philadelphia or the Philippines? Ah, oh, the Filipinos, they're just a whole bunch of little Americans. Really? They, oh, yeah. It's an American culture. Right. So pork rib, spare ribs and pork belly, two, two of my favourite dishes. Jeez, mate. Well, I must say, I mean, I have, I, I, we've had some video chats over the last few weeks and you are looking pretty trim. I, based on that diet, you should be the size of, you know, Violet Beauregard in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It happens every time. They all become blueberries. You've really done it this time, haven't you, Wonka? I'll break no, you mate, for this. You, you're known as the marketing guy. That camera does me a world of good. I'm 106 <laughs> kilos. I 
I, I have a cook. I have a, 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 gar, a garden, oh, gardener. Goodness. I have two nannies. Um, I literally, we have, yeah. So wow. Right. Thank goodness for the video. Yeah, well, I, I was always under the impression the camera didn't lie, but uh, clearly <laughs> it does. Now, um, Dave, welcome back. Your first interview on this show had a massive impact on listeners about how you, um, how the Sydney Tall Ships business came into being um, after you hitting some pretty tough times. Now you have gone and done something completely different with that business. So what I want to know is tell us about the lead up to deciding to move your business and your family to the Philippines, you know, and what was happening in your life to make such a drastic decision? From a business point of view, Tim, I was have our business is very, very seasonal, hot, hot as could be, uh, November, December, Christmas charters, then January, February, March, and April. I mean, we've, we're now uh, we're about eighty-five or eighty-seven thousand people on board of the ships a year, and seventy-five percent of those people are over those seven uh, those summer months, which is fantastic. Except we're carrying a whole stack of costs and infrastructure over the winter time, so it's boom and bust. Um, I also so all of the people that we needed to handle the summer trade, I had to carry over into the win- over the winter months, which led to ultimately to cash flow, financial management problems, um, tax problems, all sorts of stresses that would come onto my plate each winter. And my wife and I, Alison and I, my partner, my partner in Sydney, just thought that there must be a better way. Just to be clear there, you've got uh, your partner in Sydney, Marty, he's kind of the ship guy, the shipwright. Is that the right word? I. Yeah, he drives the ships. He, he's responsible for our customer experiences. He drives uh, the ships. He drives Clear, the ships. Clearly, you're, you've got no idea. No. <laughs> I, I, I've never never claimed I have, Tim, honestly. I, Correct. I, I'm, I'm the business side of well, it. Well, this is what I'm going to love about this interview, your, your, your honesty and transparency. So, the better way. Um, before you explain that better way, how were you and Alison going? It, it feels like you must have got to a point in your in your life, if I could be so, you know, make it so dramatic, where you've, it was like something had to give. Uh, yeah, like 10 years, 10 years of that business, Tim. It's fairly, 10 years of ups and downs and roller coasters, boom and bust. But I was also, so there's something else behind the scenes and only business owners will relate to this. And I'm hopefully, you know, this is business owners conversation here at, I was fairly sick and tired of the demands of a lot of my employees, my marketing people for more money, more money, more money, increase my weight, increase the wages, you know, 5000 and 10000 And I just actually really tired of demand for more. And um, Alison and I, resources, marketing resources, the drive for social media people, the drive of the telephone calls, People not turning up to work, um, sick days. Okay, uh, w- were were you a good boss most of the time? Um, I think I was a. I put a lot of effort into creating an inspiring workplace. I mm-hmm. certainly put training programs in place. We kept it fun, happy hours on Fridays. I've I keep it as fun and as light and positive as possible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, under pressure all the time of not necessarily having the resources to employ the people that I wanted to employ mm-hmm. and subsequently putting more work on individuals, which causes pressure, of course, as well. 
So in making that decision to move to the Philippines, well, f- tell us about the moment then that you and Alison have looked each other in the eye and said, let's do this. Yeah, I did a tour, Tim. So I did. Uh-huh. I, 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 I had to, you know, so you can only get so far looking online and mm-hmm. it looks good and it looks like, you know, there are people talking about it. Some people are talking really positive, positive about this idea. Mm-hmm. Some people at the time were dead against it with all with a whole stack of beliefs that they felt quite comfortable driving home to me at the time. So I had to get over here and... See it for yourself. Right. Exactly. Okay, so uh, well, why did you choose out of interest before you've gone on a on a, on a business tour to the Philippines? Why the Philippines? Uh, without without um, so I'm going to be really honest, and whether you put this into your Go. show or not, Tim, I wasn't comfortable with my Australian customers. Talk. I wasn't comfortable personally, so I didn't want my customers customers to be subject to Indian voices, mm-hmm. the Indian culture of things. I just wasn't comfortable with that. I chose. Philippines is my first spot because I had a belief that the Filipinos were good at English. Um, they were more acceptable as an accent to my customers, to me and my customers. And I'd also heard that they spend most of their time talking to Americans in you know American businesses or American um, residential private people. Right. That gave me hope that Australians would be more acceptable of their voice. Okay, so you've gone. Okay, all your all your online research led you led you to Philippines. You've said to Alison, "Listen, I need to see this for myself. I'm going to go over and do a tour." You do a tour, you come back, and what's what's the aha? Well, to be honest, Tim, it wasn't when I came back. It was on my second day of the tour. Oh, really? Before the end of the second day, I was on my phone to my Alice to Alison, yeah. saying, "I'm." Oh my goodness, Alison! <laughs> you have no idea what I have discovered here. It is beyond anything that I would have. I've got. I've actually got little bits of. I'm. You might, I've got little bits of shakes in my going through mm. my blood now. Was mm. the excitement? I was like a kid in a candy store, literally someone who's fairly ambitious, fairly hungry, fairly full on, yeah. wanting to grow, wanting to make things happen, but never quite having the resources to it. Suddenly realizing that. Just over the horizon was a stack of people, pretty amazing people, as it turns out, that were able that I thought at the time I could really work with. That's that's a generalisation, and I absolutely get that. What what did you? Was there a moment on that second day where it all came together? Can you remember? Was there a person that you spoke to? Was there something that you saw? I saw other business owners, other so other people. Mm. It work. I literally saw from my own eyes Australian businesses with their with their customer service. My first thought, my first issue was making sure my customers were going to be communicated with, dealt with as equally of hopefully better than what we were doing in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw real Australian businesses, sim- businesses not that dissimilar to mine, making an absolute goer of it here. Mm-hmm. So I saw it with my own eyes and I also saw that that they were, the cost of running that team were, you know, significantly less. What, what did Alison say? Oh, I wish you'd recorded that phone call on the second day of your tour. What did El- was Alison kind of like resigned to the fact that, you know, look, we, we, if David likes what he sees, we'll probably move over? Or was that like, what was that conversation like? No, 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 no. <laughs> Here <laughs> we go. Different, very, two very, very different people. Entrepreneur, love taking a risk sometimes, yep. um, full on, fairly enth- very enthusiastic, passionate, 
Alison, and I'm really sorry here to all of those people in Sydney, <laughs> North Shore, girls' school, Ooh. very, very Ooh. conservative. Yep. Um, w- dreamt her whole life of marrying an accountant. Um, so her world combined with my world, we make a great team. Yep. But to be honest, there's no way in the world she was going to even contemplate this unless she came over here for herself to have a look. Uh-huh. So on the Tuesday night at midnight at the end of the tour, I actually said, Alison, do you, can you come over on the Friday? So she flew over on the – she bought, bought a ticket and she came over on the Friday. Oh, man, I love your oh, – there's just this beautiful instantaneous about your, the way you go about things, David. Uh, so Alison comes over. I'm guessing you were probably meant to be going back, but you've you've stayed on. Actually, Tim, I, I didn't mean. I she actually flew over on the Thursday night. She <laughs> arrived here at about seven o'clock on on Thursday night. Right. And I and I had appointments lined up for her for both of us to go back to the people that I met on days one and two, um, on the Friday. So I wanted her to experience what I'd experienced. Alison must have said yes. What were you prepared for a no? No. I'm not very good with those. No. <laughs> um, but you do have to be very strategic about that, right? And and I have I have learned a few lessons over the years on how to be more strategic on that one. Uh, so a, you a, might talk a, to Alison about that. AKA, how to be a good husband. Well, she had – we got two kids, right, mm. three and six at the time. Mm. We, we, it was a schooling – she had a whole stack of beliefs being driven home to her by her by her by family members and wow. by friends that the kids weren't going to be safe. It was dirty, typhoid, malaria, um, typhoons, you know, uh, typhoons. Um, there's a whole stack of beliefs there that 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 are there, right? And so fairly apprehensive. Some valid, some not. Yeah. Until you get here, you won't know how to answer that question, Timbo. Right. Okay. Yeah, I live in a really beautiful community with extraordinary groups of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm part of those communities, so I feel we feel quite safe. So, okay, so you clearly at some how long did Alison take to come around to the idea? Did it was did it happen when she was there, or were there months passing once you got back? Uh, it happened it happened by the end of that day, really. By the, <laughs> by the Friday night, we'd made a decision. We came back home. We put seventy six items. We sold up. We, we had to actually do a presentation to Marty. I, I put a fair bit of time into presenting the, the game plan. The numbers was very important. Mm-hmm. We have a little board that I need to that, that help Marty and I make better decisions. I presented that. Marty being your Sydney part business partner. My yep. Sydney partner and a couple of people that we have on the board there to just – I put that in place to make sure I make good decisions mm-hmm. or better chance of better deci- – you know, decisions are at least less risk in those decisions. Yep presented that in that first one or two weeks. Alison had already made up our mind what we were going to do um, and we had pretty good support from those guys. We'd sold up everything in Australia and were, and I moved here. So two weeks after the end of the tour, I moved here. No. Officially, and four weeks after the end of the tour, Alison was here with the children. Mate, that, that's just that's mind-blowing. Uh, I don't uh, like... It's it's inspiring, it's scary, it's like I know there are listeners going, good on you, others will be going, how did you do it? Uh, but I guess there's power in like you make that decision and, you know, I've known you for a while now, David, that you like you make that decision, it's like next. You know, you don't, there's no dwelling. Dwell doesn't live in your lexicon. Well, not, not when you want to 
make things happen, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so tell was, me. July. Now, don't forget, it was, I was in July and my peak season kicks in October, November. Yeah, yeah, I've, got yeah, a, yeah. I've got a million dollars worth of charters that I need to sell <laughs> and deliver. That's just charters in December. Mm-hmm. And I had to re- – like I literally had people dropping out left, right and centre from my Australian team knowing that I'd made this decision. I had to completely – wholeheartedly rebuild a team Whoa. here in the Philippines. I've got 16 different products from $29 to $35,000 that I needed to completely rebuild here before we had to rebuild it and make it happen if I was going to have a summer season. So I wanted to if, – if I didn't do it then, it wasn't going to happen that year. Okay. Let's uh, – so staff transitioning because I know there is a bit of pain that came out of all this. Of course, there has to be when you make such big decisions. So uh, your, your Sydney-based staff, the, what did you do? Did you have a meeting? Everyone in the boardroom. <laughs> they got – I'm not the most secretive guy in the world, right? Um, I'm not – I'm fairly open and – things picked up pretty quickly and as soon as people get a hint of the ship changing direction the ship going uh, down so yeah, to speak like <laughs> it was i'm going to say to you there's a whole stack of lessons i learned there and yeah. i didn't handle it very well people found jobs people moved on my staff were in pretty keen demand what didn't okay so where was the where was the big mistake not communicating to those guys um, mm. as, as well as I should have done. Mm-hmm. And perhaps not – I would do a slower transition completely. Um, I was a bit too quick in in um, in reducing my costs down and quite honestly, if I could have had more, more of that IP and actually bought one or two of those people over here because we didn't do that, they yeah, actually right. weren't – this is hard to believe, but I actually look back and I say I can't believe it, but – None of my staff, not one of my Australian staff were willing to travel to the Philippines and spend time here rebuilding the team here. They were so upset. They, they, the they, they had you in the gun. They had like that, that's about you, like, going, no, stuff you, David. We, uh, you've, you've done bad by us, so, you know, we're on the move. Yeah, it's something that needs to be considered for business owners in that transition, right? Yeah, because that kind of – there was a big amount of IP and surely all those – there were some staff members there that were actually were, – were good. They, they weren't all complaining. They weren't all wanting pay rises. They weren't all being – Let's make this straight. My staff were amazing. Yeah. I, honestly, I'd never felt – I never – I always wanted to be able to – wish I could pay them more, mm. um, you know, give them better – like do more, mm. except – you just, I've got, I actually not a. I'm driven by creating these teams of people. I spent ten years building that. They all contributed to making Sydney Harbour Torches what it was. Let's not get that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Except there's a natural increase in pricing, home loans, car prices. They all. Australia is at a ridiculous. We've said this before. You know, the, even the cost. And hello to all you plumbers. Um, even the cost of getting a plumber to your home, you know, is prohibitive. Like, you really got to think, you know, can I do it myself? They get married. They need more. Like, I understand. <laughs> I Please, please, I don't... I, I hear you. Even as much as I, I I don't want to make it very important to me that I, they, I nothing but respect for those guys. Yeah, so. no, I, I, I get that. Um, and it is, it is a pity that, you know, a couple couldn't come across because they would have been the teachers of your new teams over there. They're the ones that had the IP. Um, but anyway, that didn't happen. What was your staff... What was your wages bill just before you left 
Australia, David? Well, to, to, I guess to just numbers here, it took me three months to get rid of the cost, all of those costs that I had in Australia. Um, and it took me three months to become quite solid in our day-to-day. So after three months, my wage bill had been reduced by um, – my wage bill was reduced $21,000 a week. Whoa. Within three months? Within three months. So each Thursday, which is our payday, Thursday, Friday, I think it's Thursday, mm. um, it was reduced by 21000 Whoa, man. Every single Thursday, thank you very much. Straight to the bottom line. Straight to the bottom line. And less tax, and I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of tax, but I'm guessing less tax, less cost of seat? Uh, well, no, you just imagine we had a $65,000 a year little office in George Street, all the phone costs, the computers, the desks, the insurances, the bonds tied up in all of mm. that infrastructure, mm. um, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars of, you know, um, losing um, it just, just, it just doesn't end. Mm. It just doesn't end those costs. Mm. So as soon as you replace, I got rid of all of it. There's a part of me that Sydney Tall Ships, iconic Australian adventure, uh, iconic Australian tour. Yeah. Uh, that is now being run outside of Australia. What? How do you respond to that? It just feels like a little bit of the values aren't right. Sure. So, two components of that. First of all, Sydney Harbour Tall Ships has been audited for the last eight years in a row by the government, and we've generated over a million dollars of export earnings every single year now for the last four or five years. So, that's a million dollars of people spending, overseas people spending their money in our business. Mm. That money is 100% back into the community, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess... That's just one component of the value of that business. If I don't run that business as efficiently, um, as productively as possible, we won't have that business in the long term. We can't, mm. don't have the money to reinvest back into the, back into them, rebuilding them as I am. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, my, it's an Australian company. That Australian company now is more profitable, a lot more profitable, and it's paying a lot more tax. So, um, although I've got mechanisms in place that minimise my tax, and I'm 100% about minimising tax legally, I, that company itself is now making pay, making much more money and paying a lot more money in tax. So, where's that money go? Straight back into our community. Yeah, gotcha. Okay? I've got I'm spending a, a lot of money on fuels, shipwrights, um, all of my crew on board, all of my food, all of my alcohol, all of the back end of the business, all of the are still being provided 100% all by all local suppliers. Love it. Okay. Yep. So, um, mate, don't I've got to get on with business. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, correct. So it's a global economy. If I can't be competitive well, in my product, how the hell are we going to survive? I, and it is a global economy and the world has changed and there has never been a better time to be in business and you are proving that. Now, you have gone, you've moved over there. You have got uh, July, August, September, you got like, feels like three months yep. to start a business from scratch in a foreign company, a country. How? <laughs> First of all, I'm very, very lucky to have my wife here with me, okay? Um, I'm big picture and Alison's detail. So without her, I don't think that would have gone very far, mm-hmm. right? That's number one. I, how, Timbo? Mm. 
so over sort of 20 years of my life, checking your foundation beliefs. Who are you? you know, some people don't like this. I don't really care. T- Tony Robbins, set of beliefs, bloke called Clinton Swain. They, I've spent a lot of time in my life getting my core beliefs into a really good position. What, what I really like, never giving up. It's not about resources. It's about resource, resourcefulness. Resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, if any, if anyone can do this, I can do this. Um, I believe in these people. A thousand people have told me before I arrived here that, you know, they only do simple things really well. They can't solve problems. Um, blah blah. A hold on, stack of nonsense. So, mm. to build a team quickly and empower those people to learn and learn for themselves and to take on their world, to own their different their, their different components of the business. When you believe in someone and you know that they believe in you, they start believing in themselves and literally the team built it around me. One man said to me in the back of the car, Dave, I've forgotten how to dream. I've, I've forgotten that I that, – that, it's just it's about believing. It's, a, it's just about building a team, Tim. Uh, the man being a, an employ, a, a Filipino employee or someone – Exactly. Yeah, Right. Right. Yeah, well, being around, you know, aren't we the sum of the five people we hang around the most or is it something like that where clearly you are pulling a whole lot of people back up to where they want to be, where they deserve to be and with that momentum that you build comes momentum, you know, and things start to fall in place, I guess. No, these guys, Tim, just quietly are are extraordinary in their ability to learn, hungry to um, be part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. They love Australian companies, of course. They wear work daylight hours rather than American um, graveyard hours. They've got families. They want to – they've all got university education. They've, they've, all of their families have supported them through that education. Mm-hmm. They are just willing and wanting to grow and learn and – They're hungry. Take, and be hungry mm-hmm. to become – and be part of something that was a vision, that was a dream. That was my first words when I sat down on the concrete floor. I literally had a concrete floor to start with here. Oh, wow. Wow. I can see the vision. Have you got a picture of that? Yeah, I do. Oh, mate, please. Concrete floor. No, not even carpet on the concrete floor, Tim. Uh, send it through. I'll put it in the show notes. Dave, I, as we're talking, I I think what we need to do is we, we I want to continue the discussion of you moving your business, the Sydney Tall Ships business over to the Philippines. I want to do a second episode about this whole outsourcing thing and about – because I know there are listeners right now going, oh, either I want some of that or – I need to find out more about that, and I think that's just a whole separate episode. You, you cool with that? Timo, <laughs> there are a stack of Australian business owners, I know, because I talk to my mates. And right. I've got all my mates, all my different – all my old mates. There's a stack of business owners, in my opinion, that are under a lot of pressure. Oh, and if yeah. I can uh, – they are, and there is another way. If I, That's the ultimate – Happiness comes Great. from being able to share that. Okay, so just to be clear, listeners, uh, two things. We'll break this episode up into two parts, uh, and I want to finish the discussion about David moving and family moving over there. This is not a discussion or or the learning. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Is this is not about hey saying to all the listeners move over to the Philippines at all? This is about I think using your uh, opening your mind up to outsourcing some of the tasks that you are currently paying through the nose for in Australia to the Philippines. 
just challenge some of those beliefs, Tim. Right, good. So, okay. Yep. Good. So uh, you moved across, you somehow set up that business, it's rocking. Is there a moment where things got shaky? Were there tears? Yeah. Well, you can imagine, <laughs> Timbo, you've got a group of people that are hungry and driven, fantastic, they're, they're keen. They're, however, there are some great cultural differences between the Australian culture <laughs> yep. and the Filipino culture. But it yeah. doesn't sound like it. You're eating ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favourite bit, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but there are – you have to keep bring... – yeah. oh, I eat ribs oh. out <laughs> restaurants when Alison's not around, you know. Oh. Good to be. Yeah. The, the, look, there are some communication issues that need to be overcome. There are some cultural differences that need to uh, – professional expectations – um, you need to work through those and and, and get specific. Work. Get specific. Give me an give me a give me a time where you and Alison have looked each other in the eye and gone, oh geez, what have we done? Well, we set up. Okay, quite honestly, we set up with a. This is probably the greatest hair pulling moment of my entire life. We set up with a service provider here in the early stages, and at the end of that contract. Because of the cultural differences, what I thought meaning, one meaning to me was very different to the meaning to this person mm. who happens to be a Filipino. At the end of that contract, after three months of training these people up, took let the contract finished it and then took back three of those staff no. back into her employee. No. And there was nothing that I could do about it. I had to start with those, and they happened to be three of my team leaders. Wow. Uh, that's just purely uh, a misunderstanding or did, did she do the wrong thing by you? No, I don't believe she did the wrong thing by me at all. Mm-hmm. It was just a complete, utter different meaning in a contract to what she believed <laughs> and what I believed. So, um, yep, and I had to deal with it. When I, I had to just had to move on from it. Right. Uh, they're the type of things that... How do you move on from stuff, David? I'm pretty good at moving on. With you are team. good. <laughs> yes. Uh, no such thing as failure, mate. Just right. a result. Deal with it. Um, what's the what's the crisis? All of these cliches. People must get sick of them, but are they deep in me? Mm. The bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. And subsequently, I've just got a whole stack of new people in here that are still with me, of course. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think. I think I've got just about every single person that started off with me. We started off with twelve. We've now got sixty-five um, or seventy. Um, so just pretty easy when you just, oh, well, deal with it, mm. have a little bit of a... Move on. Move on, a bit of an F moment, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then move on, find another way. So, okay, you, let's, I want to, let's wrap some numbers and paint a picture of where you're at now. You said you've got 70 staff. How long have you been there now? 12 months. Oh, wow. Wow. 12 months, 70 staff. Um, what, what are those staff? That's the staff for Sydney Tall Ships, is it? No, no, not at all. So first things first, business owner, not business doer. Um, so business owners out there that are doing all of their work and all are running around and answering all the phone calls and doing all the sales and doing all the lead generation and probably doing the plumbing or whatever, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be honest and I'll just be straight. Go. Not a business owner, you're a business doer. You've got a glorified job, right? Mm. So, in my opinion, you build a business, you build a team. Um, the business is there to help you 
either to, to make a profit, to create cash flow, for to do what you want to do with, the, with the other parts of your life. The other parts of my life is building other businesses. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been able to automate Sydney Harbour Toolships. I've got a great team. I've got a team leader there, um, an accounting, simple accounting structure. Um, so and so, operations, charters, customer service. How, how big's the Sydney Tall Ships team? Thirteen people. Thirteen people 13, or seventy. Yeah, okay, 13, or thirteen people. Yep. So you have now created another business where, because you are a guy who builds businesses and builds teams, you are taking on the pain and solving the pain of business owners in Australia who would like to do that, what? That, that, that actually comes next. More importantly, that was my wife, Tim, um, to begin with, yep. to be honest. Ten years. Ten years she'd been following along with me and my ups and downs and some of the listeners out there know the early stages mm. of stress of that. Alison has actually, I'm just sitting, I've got Kelly, I've got sitting, I'm actually physically sitting here with the, with her team as we speak, as I, as I speak to you. Mm-hmm. She has a team called GI Creations, Giant Imagination Creations. She's organised a joint venture with one of the local manufacturers here who doesn't have a clue um, about marketing, sales or marketing. Mm-hmm. And she's got a global e-commerce company being built. She's been working on that company for three or four months now. She's got 13 or 14 people on that team. So, America, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. Mm. She's um, she's just loving that's 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 her project. So that was okay. number one. I needed yep. to give her what she wanted to do. Yep. That's her own business. Yeah. Uh, but what about all the other stuff? That's so. I've got twenty six staff now. Allison's thirteen. Yep. You've you've got about thirteen at Sydney Tall Ships or around thereabouts. Thirteen or fourteen there. Um, we also have a so a full-on dedicated marketing team. So I've got – I'm just looking over the other side of the room over here. <laughs> um, website developers, graphic designers, social media specialists, my marketing director, just out of interest, my marketing director was $140,000 <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. I have an amazing lady here that costs me um, $8,000 a year. She, uh, David. Uh, she, hey, David. Yes, she, sorry. She listens to this podcast. <laughs> I know, you know who you do, don't you? <laughs> no, I love it. I love how you're whispering that and, yeah. uh, oh, they're wonderful. So, mate, you've got... It's not all about that, you know? I know. But but this is extraordinary. That I mean, that is just... Uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the quality... No, I've got content writers. Um, I've just got... The, I've got a software... I've got two software engineers who've built two amazing structures for me to be able to... Down, get information from websites easier. Yeah, all sorts of things, Tim. I want to come back to the numbers, but I, what we will do, because clearly what you have done and, and, I, and I know I have some insight to is that you have built also a business that is providing the services of, of everything you just mentioned to other business owners in Australia. Yeah? Exactly. Okay, so we'll come to that because that's that in itself is amazing and exciting. Numbers, back to numbers, 70 staff. What, what's your, what would you say percentage-wise you've saved on your an, annual wages bill and what's it done for turnover revenues of Sydney Tall Ships? So, so there's actually two parts of that question. So I've taken $1.15 million, um, in that first year of operations, the end of the last, last financial year. I re- physically reduced my cost down by just over, just over a million dollars. And we were able to – I think this is more exciting, and that's great, awesome, beautiful, solid, but more exciting than that, working with my own team here, including that person I just mentioned to you about, yeah. we've increased our revenues by 21%. Uh, how? 
just being more productive, being able no, to get to... No, I'm gonna, you want specifics? I'll give you an example. We yep. have about 1,400 agents around the world who sell... Um, to, to, before they arrive here, they sell tickets on our ship as part of a package or um, real estate, uh, not real estate, travel agents around mm-hmm. the world, that type mm-hmm. of thing, online and offline. And instead of never really quite having the time and the resources to go and talk and build relationships with all of those people, be front of, be front of mind, mm-hmm. we have a lady here, her name's Leah. Um, Leah and, and a lady I call super mum. She is a super mum. She <laughs> literally just, they're, when they're not taking phone calls for our Australian customers, which is now during the middle of winter, I've got those guys are calling people all over the world, um, building their relationships, finding out where they're up to, just just that that particular component of the business, they're what we call the agents, uh, has grown significantly because of that single action. Amazing. Mate, how, how are you going? Well, I'm like a kid in a candy store, Timbo. I'm, I've spent 20 years of my life wondering how I'm going to build a business and wondering what type of how I'm going to find the money to do the next project and, mm. and battling with employees wanting more. Mate, I, I just... I, I'm surrounded by a group of people that I'm that I'm literally in love with. Like mm. I literally love my day to day working with. That's it. I couldn't be more honest on that. Do, and they you, kind of know it as well. I'm a bit crazy. Yeah. Well, we we cl- clearly. I mean, you, you were crazy yeah. the moment I ended up at the top of a top of a mast, sitting in the crow's nest with you of one of your tall ships about two years ago. It was that point Bo, that Bo, I. Bo, you, Bo, you were sitting down, holding on for grim life. The rest <laughs> of us were standing up, enjoying the view, mate. Only uh, you were tough guy, Dave. Hey. Now, <laughs> now comes the tough talk. I um. <laughs> What's it like living in the Philippines? Uh, well, well, it's 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 it's. it's <laughs> I came from the North Shore with a yeah. big, beautiful home, yeah, yes. and beautiful, amazing school. Yeah. Um, Alison massively under pressure with washing and cooking, and me travelling home late and phone calls on weekends. Mm-hmm. It, this is very personal. I. I live amazing now mm-hmm. and I come to work. I'm at work at 7 o'clock in the morning, Australian time, and um, it's just a completely and utterly different world. It's Yeah, you, you're kind of speechless, which is unusual for you, but I can feel that you, you, you just can't believe where you're at at the moment and you're kind of you – tell, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm kind of crystal ball gazing here, but you're looking into the future going, I wish it would hurry up and, you know, there's some parts that you just want to happen, there's other parts that you just don't know what's going to happen but you know it's going to be good and, you know, you're, you're almost lost for words, Dave. I was fighting for a small office in George Street. Now I'm negotiating 2,000 square metres. That's going to cost me $3 a square metre, mate. So mm. you tell me the difference. So I can grow into, I can build a space of 2,000 square metres in a magnificent building with extraordinary mango trees around it, <laughs> or I fight for a car space and pay 10 bucks for a bloody ticket or something and $300 for a parking fine in George Street. You tell me what, the, one I grow into and build a life with yeah. teams, one I'm being restricted the whole time. Yeah. Pretty easy to tell you why I might be more excited about business prospects here. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Now, let's, uh, can you help me here? Because I want to plan and let's let, let listeners hear uh, us plan. Because what's the next episode look like? Um, it's wonderful to hear where you've come since we last spoke, and I think it's just a wonderful, it's a wonderful next chapter of of your business journey, David and Alison's. Um, 
next episode, because one of the things I do with this show is I don't do a lot of rational, like, discussion. I, I tend to save that for my small business big marketing forum. But I want my listeners to – in fact, I want to learn about this whole outsourcing thing. So what we, we should talk about what is outsourcing, uh, or others call it offshoring, and how to learn about it, how to make the most of it in our own businesses. Is that kind of – where we should go with it? I'd love to go more into depth of how what I, what I believe makes out what, what will make it work, and literally just building small team. The secret is building a small team. Yeah, right. Okay, gotcha. Love it. Well, uh, and and it, 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 it's there now. We, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're not talking about this. Is not just for medium to large businesses. This is now absolutely available to businesses of any size? Oh, it wouldn't matter. Just one person. I mean, one person surrounded by the right um, re- the right um, team to support that person is all it takes. One mm. person, just one person working with dedicated roles to begin with can transform the amount of time that, that, that you will have in Australia yeah, to okay. do other things. Difference between a business owner and a business doer. Now, David, thank you, buddy. Uh, for sharing, for your honesty, transparency, your excitement. One one bit of advice, go easy on the ribs. <laughs> Don't go easy on the ribs. They're the best part, mate. Um, do you want one bit of advice from me or do you want a bit of advice you're going to give me, Timbo? <laughs> no, I'm giving you advice around the ribs. But feel free. No, don't, no, don't I get that advice all day from my wife, Tim. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I know. don't give me that advice. Well, you know, they're one of the great dishes I know and uh, I am going to come over and visit you and I'm scared. I, I will go on a um, – I am going to go on a serious diet beforehand because I won't be able to say <laughs> no to the ribs. What would your bit of advice be? Challenge what so-called experts around you are saying about what's possible with outsourcing. A lot of limiting beliefs out there. Right. Well, that is going to be a very, very good place to start with the next episode. Uh, let's talk limiting beliefs and then um, let's talk solutions. All right, buddy. Thanks, Dave. Good on you, Timbo. Cheers, mate. Well, has your thinking around how you run your business been challenged? I hope so. I love David's transparency, his energy, his passion. Now, Couple of things. I am going to share those dates, uh, and when we're going, we're going on tour. Yeah, we're going to the Philippines. Well, you can if you want to. Um, be sure to hit David up on Twitter at outsourcingtour.com is his Twitter handle. And now I want to share the top three learnings from that chat I've just had with David. Thanks to the very good folk at Net Registry and 99designs. Remember to use that 99designs code.com forward slash SBBM. Get a pretty good upgrade. Hey, now, learning number one, we now live in a global economy. You know, I bang on a lot about how there's never been a better time to start and market a small business. What David's doing is living proof, right? End of story. Learning number two, be a business owner, not a business doer. Love that. Write that on a sticky note and stick it on your forehead. Never forget it. (laughs) Number three, get out of your comfort zone more often. Diarise it. What can I do this week? It's a great question to ask. What can I do this week that challenges how I think about the running of my business? It's a good question to ask. Put that on another sticky note and put it on the other side of your forehead. 
<laughs> your forehead's going to be very crowded. But they're great learnings. I'd love to know what yours were. Put them in the show notes over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Now, as I said, hit David up on Twitter at Outsourcing Tour. RockingTheBoatTours.com is where you can find out all about the tours that David and his wife run every month. They are every month. They are three days. There's a bonus four day if you want to take that up. Um, I'm going on the one on September 21, 2015. Would love you to join me. I am going to talk more to David next episode about the details of outsourcing and how you can make it work in your business and what to expect on those tours. So more on that. But I know there are only limited spaces on the tours, so I'd love to see you on it. Rockingtheboattours.com. We might hang out in the Philippines. An optimist is someone who figures that taking a step backward after taking a step forward is not a disaster. It's more like dancing the cha-cha. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Righto, that is almost the end. Plenty of marketing gold coming up in the coming weeks. I'm working on that crazy advertising mediums episode I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Plus, I'll be talking to a fellow who's made a business, wait for it, out of memorising the yellow pages. Oh, there's so many lines there. Be sure to use NetRegistry to get all your online marketing sorted and 99designs.com forward slash SBBM to get a design you'll love within seven days guaranteed. Hey, if you're serious about your marketing, join the inner circle. The price goes up on Friday. Doesn't mean you can't join after then, but right now you can get that $49 monthly membership locked in forever. And if you've got a conference... I'd love to come and speak at it. Head over to timreed.com.au and you can find out about my speaking prowess <laughs> or lack of it. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. You're not, never will be. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>